Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The typical term of reference for my wife according to my three kids is mom so i get in this habit of calling my wife mom which isn't creepy as long as you don't let that transfer into your personal life (laughs) (laughs) like i don't go out on a date with my wife and be like listen mom excuse me waiter my mom would like the spaghetti Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Why was there such a long pause? I don't know, I was like, what? Hey everybody, thanks for baking. (laughs) The muffins were delicious. Mmm, so muffin. Mm. (laughs) Mmm, so muffin. (laughs) I I love that show back in the 90s. That's so muffin. (laughs) Hey everybody, this is Apathetic Enthusiasm. I'm Travis. I'm Brandon. And thank you for listening. Thanks for subscribing. There's a, a few ways you can get in contact with the show if you want to. You can email us at apatheticenthusiasmshow at gmail.com. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Or you can like our Facebook page whoop. at facebook.com slash apatheticenthusiasmshow. Whoop, whoop, whoop. What's Twitter? Twitter is at apathusiast. If, if you don't know how to spell it, let, go re-listen to episode two. It's a portmanteau, so... <laughs> Just, just put them both together. And a port man? A port Like man. a guy that works on the docks? Right. Sitting on the docks of the bay, watching no, the no, apathetic we don't, we don't, enthusiasm. We don't, have right, we don't have rights for that. You can't. You can't. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's parody law. It's parody law. Okay. Uh, so, I'm really excited. It was a big week today in tech news. Big week. Finally, the internet is free and open. I've, I've hated having to pay Time Warner, like... $60 a month, so now that the internet is free, I can designate those funds towards something else. I can change. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure that you know what net neutrality yeah, is. Free internet, right? That's pretty... Well, uh, yes and no. <laughs> For those of you that don't know. And there are many of you who don't. Including most major news outlets. And Brandon. <laughs> 
this week on Thursday, the FCC held a vote to determine new laws for net neutrality. This has sort of been a, a topic that has been gaining popularity lately. Uh, and what it deals with is the regulations for internet providers in the U.S. Regulators. <laughs> you know, Warren G. said it best. <laughs> uh, specifically, what this deals with is how broadband internet is provided in the United States and what the ISPs or internet service providers can do with our internet. So uh, there was a lot of talk over the last year about different ways that ISPs could throttle different websites, could provide internet fast lanes for different websites and things like that. And it yeah, it, it made some people upset. And, and some, uh, I, I know that some people don't quite understand what this this throttling is about so you know i i tried to put the i tried to put together this this cool little analogy if does, you will. does it involve liver and chicken it does it does so 30 percent of the people want <laughs> liver um no so this it's perfect perfect example perfect there's no problems with this bring it, bring at it. all I'm, I'm ready so say you have a couple of factories in oklahoma right okay say it you have a couple of factories in Oklahoma. Perfect. That's the analogy. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, so in order, f- there's a customer out in California, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for these goods to get from Oklahoma to California, they have to go on the freeway just or highway, interstate, whatever you want to call it. A series of tubes, perhaps. It's, it's a regional dialect. It okay. doesn't matter. So you get to the border of Oklahoma, and Texas says, hey, company one, if you want to drive 70 miles per hour, you pay X amount of money for the 70 mile per hour speed limit. So company one says, all right, yeah, sure. Well, you have the money to do it. Let's, let's, let's hit it up. Company two, company three, they don't have as much money. So maybe they get charged less and they can go at most 50 miles per hour or 35 miles per hour. Right. And and basically what that does is that gives preferential treatment to the company with more money to enable to get their goods to California faster. And and each state is a different company and each state has a different fee for their services. So company one has all the money. They're going to get to California in record time, like yeah. Smokey and the Bandit. It, if we if we put this in... Eastbound and down. Although California is west of Oklahoma. We're not getting into let's, that. Let's not, the logistics no, are, no, are not Geography is not your strong suit. No. Um, so Moving right along. realistically, what this means in real terms is you have sites like Netflix and YouTube. Streaming video, these sites take up over 50% of the bandwidth that's used in the United States. So because of that, cable companies go to these websites and they say, hey, hey. you're using the majority of our space, internet connections. Hey. You should pay us more. To be able to get your HD video passed through. Netflix. Netflix doesn't like it because they feel that it's unfair to them. And then if Netflix has to pay more, then down the line, probably their customers are going to have to pay more. And it works on the other end too, where customers may have to pay more if they want to stream Netflix than if they don't use Netflix. So rules like that haven't been put in place, but what this ruling did on Thursday was they voted to set regulations to make sure that that can't happen. 
uh, I was just thinking about my phone service. So for AT&T, I was grandfathered into the unlimited data. Right. And the way AT&T gets around that is they like, oh, unlimited data. You can have unlimited data, but we're going to throttle the information. Right. And a certain like two gigs or something like that. That was actually one of the, uh, the big things that came out of this vote on Thursday was they, the FCC is lumping wireless providers in with wired providers. And these Title II rules are going to cover both wireless and wired. So it's not just your home internet that you get through a cable company or DSL or something like that, but it's also your mobile phone wireless internet that is going to fall under these same rules. So that's great. Um, can you right. can you so, explain what Title II is? Is it is it like the sequel to Title One? <laughs> yes, exactly. Is it a is it a reboot? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So Title II regulation is this reclassification right of what uh what internet is basically it used to be known as a an information service uh-huh. and what the fcc wanted to do was to regulate internet under a telecommunication service so that's you know your phone lines your ground phone lines right mm-hmm. sure. and and uh phone lines have been considered a public utility uh since the original title two laws were enacted okay so i say title two a bunch of times but what does that really mean um you have some basic background on what title two is right yeah i mean basically title two is was introduced in the telecommunications act of 1934 and um it was it was used to address problems created by the old at&t having Right, the, monopoly the big phone monopoly, right? Over uh, uh, tele- telephone usage. So ev- all of us have played Monopoly. Some of us hate it more than others. Uh, but, Free parking, go to jail, but essentially, But essentially AT- AT&T had Boardwalk and Park Place and Marvin Gardens and all all the yellows and all the greens. <laughs> um, and they were, they were destroying. Uh, so Telecommunications Act 1934 was, was used to kind of break that up. So... Title II has a bunch of rules in it that are very specific to traditional telephones. There's a lot of rules that, if they were applied directly to internet service, would probably mess it up quite a bit. And and this is the main argument for those that um, have argued against Title II regulation for the internet. So, so there's arguments on either side, and this this has become a political debate. Um, the Democrats tend to favor the Title II regulation specifically because President Obama uh, pushed for it uh, this year with his State of the Union address. Um, Republicans, therefore, are fighting against it, and so this is this is what you had on on Thursday during the vote is sort of both sides arguing the pros and cons against Title II regulation. When I'd first heard about net neutrality as an issue, as a social issue, if you will, it seemed a very nonpartisan. Yeah, issue. I, I felt the same. I, I was like, this just seems like what it really seems like. You like. And I, like you and I are are polar opposites on the political spectrum. I don't know. Polar, about polar. opposites. Like I'm on the north, you're on the south. That's not entirely accurate, but for sake of this story, let's just Carry assume on. it's true. Okay. It used to be that way. If I felt that I could, 
I could go across the aisle and somebody would be like, yeah, I, I agree with net neutrality. But now it's turned into a, a political buzzword, a, a very partisan issue. Yeah, for sure. I, I think for a long time it seemed like it was these large cable companies and internet service providers against other companies that were being hurt in the process. But as the FCC has kind of been pushed for new regulation, um, because Tom Wheeler, the chairman of the FCC, is a Democrat, and he's pushing these different ideas, once you get into D.C., sort of people automatically fall into one side or the other in support or against it. So, When he became the chairman of the FCC, there was some worry that, even though he's a Democrat, that he was big business. Right, and yeah. he would actually support the cable companies in, in this fight, right? So, right. So, so Tom Wheeler's history, sort of, before he was in the FCC, he, he was in the internet business. Back in the 80s, he had a startup company. Um, he, he talks about it in, in the op-ed piece that he did for, for Wired Magazine, right? Uh, it was this startup that was like a home computer network that worked over the cable lines. And this was at a time when you had a lot of companies that were using dial-up modems to connect to the internet over telephone lines, right? Yeah. Because the telephone lines was an open network under Title II, those companies that that worked through the phone lines, they flourished. AOL, very successful. Uh, Tom Wheeler's company, because there wasn't that openness to the cable providers, mm-hmm. his company eventually went bankrupt, and he had to move on. So, fast forward to today, there's a lot of people that say, Tom Wheeler got screwed by cable companies back in the 80s. Hell hath no fury, like a executive scorned. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass Title II regulation, free up cable cable ISPs, and finally realize my dream of getting internet to the masses. This is this is like the plot to Ace Ventura kind of, <laughs> where he, where it's it's been such a convoluted plot to get revenge. On, yeah, like on the cable company. Finkel and Einhorn. Finkel and Einhorn. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot we don't know about how Title II is going to work um, with cable companies. They want to use this forbearance rule to sort of skip over a lot of the rules that apply specifically to telephone networks. Right. Um, the problem is we haven't seen those rules. They voted on Thursday. The vote was approved, but neither side has really seen I mean, there, there are some folks that have seen what it looks like, but it hasn't been released. So we have at least a week, could be a couple of weeks before that comes out. Right. And then we can start to really argue over how it's going to affect the internet. Is it going to make it better? Is it going to make it worse? Are we going to pay more taxes? Are we not? Um, and, and that's and that's something we just we just don't know yet until... Right, and it's going to come out. We see it. The, the next step that I think we can be sure of is all of these internet service providers that have fought against net neutrality, Verizon and Comcast. Will continue to fight yes, against net they're gonna, neutrality. They're going to go and pull all of their lawyers, and there's going to be some lawsuits that happen now. So um, you, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a small victory. You know, it's, it's a victory in the battle, but the war's not over. If they fail to pass it, I would be much more pessimistic about our way ahead. Yeah, it's, it's rare for me to push for additional government regulation. So if your company is doing so badly 
that I'm in favor of the government stepping in and regulating it. <laughs> I have a serious issue with your company, cable providers. Stay tuned for our <laughs> follow-up on Sling TV. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Much like taking old regulation, rebooting it, <laughs> and using it towards something new, uh, <laughs> there is a television reboot that you're pretty pumped about that you wanted to talk about. Today. And we're not talking Hawaii Five-0. <laughs> we're talking Disney's announcement to bring back DuckTales. <laughs> Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Brandon's Garage. Yeah. Disney announced this <laughs> week they're rebooting DuckTales. Disney XD is going to start producing new episodes of DuckTales. Yeah. For those that don't know, Disney has a bunch of cable channels. They have their traditional Disney channel, but now they have a Disney Junior for kids, and Disney XD is sort of their like teen, you know, tween sort of aged uh, that's demographic. Where, that's where they have their... They're, they're Hulks, and they're <laughs> Avengers, right. and they're so Spider-Mans. It's, 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 it's their hard, hardcore <laughs> Disney channel. So, uh, and, and obviously, what better place for, for a bunch of ducks going around solving <laughs> mysteries than Disney XD? And this is, this is just Brandon speaking. This is just Brandon's personal opinion speaking. I think that's the, what the whole podcast has been. It's just No, it's been facts up to this point. <laughs> First of all, let me... Establish. I think there's there's two kind of nostalgia attacks going on in the world today. Uh, maybe attacks is a bit harsh, but I'll stick with it. There's a standard nostalgia attack, which is Transformers, GI Joe, the ones Ninja that are, Turtles, the the movies that kind of have right. been coming out over the last decade. Common Link. They're all well. I guess GI Joe is not Michael Bay, but it feels Michael Bay. It feels like Michael. It <laughs> feels Michael Bayish. But those are kind of directed towards. Like you and I, Travis, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the people in their late twenties, early thirties, who grew up watching these cartoons and are like, "Wow, I want to, I want to see Snake Eyes kick some, kick some butt." I, I love that show as a kid. Let's go pay twenty dollars to watch it in the theater. Let's do it. <laughs> Come on, Optimus. <laughs> um, so there, there's that kind of targeting of demographic. With this Ducktales announcement, I feel that's that's a different strategy and right it's, yeah it's not like they're coming out with ducktales the movie directed by michael bay live action DuckTales. Yeah. <laughs> everybody just looks like howard the duck running around <laughs> which i would actually i would pay to see yeah. that i'll, I'll admit All right. um but uh no like this they're targeting not you or me they're targeting our kids but i think i think they play on the angle that we like ducktales as a kid we're gonna see this announcement we're gonna we're going to see the commercials or something. Hey, DuckTales coming in June to Ooh. Disney XD. And we will get excited about it. And then we're going to get our kids excited about it. Whether intentionally or unintentionally. Right. Hey, guys, I used to watch that show when I was a kid. Check out DuckTales. Right. Coming this fall. Or even even if we just catch the pilot episode. You, you, know, you know how kids are. We might watch the first episode and be like, this is really crappy. Ugh. I'm never watching this show again. But our kids were like, oh, whoa, that was the best thing ever. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they kind of latch onto it. And then what the original DuckTales might have been for us, this has the potential to be, be that for them. Right. This generational thing, I, I liken it to my little brother. Okay. I grew up on Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, mm-hmm. right, with, with Robert England. So he watches the new one, and I say, which one do you like better? He's like, I like, I like the new one better. 
and I slit his throat. <laughs> um, they saw him found the body. That's great. I used a, I used a glove with knives on it. Uh, but you know, I I think that might be how it works with our our kids too. Right. So we're gonna watch this probably computer animated version of Ducktales. Um, there's gonna be stuff. Gag me with they, a spoon. They, they probably don't use the same theme song. They. I don't know. They rewrite it or re-record it or something. They might. The exact same theme song. And I think they would use the exact same theme I, song. I hope so. I don't know that you're right. I think but. it's going to be like if you took a VHS tape. <laughs> right? Like like pulled it off of the shelf like that you had like the the like end of a commercial like kind of like cut between the... Crossfire! <laughs> um, they're adjusting the tracking on it and they just rip it right into... But the they don't. Show. They don't. They don't rip it right into the audio. <laughs> they get like the mic that we have here for the podcast, and they put it right next to the TV. If that's if it's like an underground, like you know, like independent, oh, gritty oh, version of, of the new Ducktales, I'm I'm 100 percent on board. <laughs> but odds are, it'll probably be polished. It'll probably be CG, and um, that's what my kids are used to watching. They're used to watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and you know Doc McStuffins and all these. Disney Junior shows that are kind of they use this computer animation to to I think whereas we were used to more of the hand drawn animation as kids all the animated films that my kids are watching now are all computer animation so I, I feel like they're they're gonna update the style right I, I sincerely hope that they don't go the CGI route with Ducktales um, I would even push forward this new disney animation with mickey and goofy and donald right yeah they're they're they are doing some things now where they kind of like those those, alternative animation yeah those those mickey mouse shorts now they're a little bit a little bit on this they're a little twisted right (laughs) like they're a little almost run and stimpy-ish at times where they get a little bit more they're they're taking some liberties with the mickey mouse (laughs) characters We'll, we'll say that uh yeah uh one one other thing i I'm excited for DuckTales. I think it's a it's a good, you know, property to kind of bring up into the 21st century. Disney, do us a favor. Leave Goof Troop alone. They had their run. We don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't need. Uh, we don't need to bring back everything from the 80s. You want to bring back Tailspin or Rescue Rangers? Tailspin's cool. All right, it's fine. Rescue um, Rangers. I'm I'm down. Some things need to be left. Bonkers. Away. No. <laughs> Um, also, all the uh, Darkwing Duck. You can bring Darkwing Duck back. Well, you got you got to bring you got to bring Ducktales back first for like a season or two, right? Because because you have to introduce Fenton Quackshell in order to be Gizmo Duck, <laughs> in order to be a a rival superhero to Darkwing Duck, and Launchpad because Launchpad's in there too. So, sorry, I'm... you're writing the model right now. It's <laughs> it's all it's all laid out. Disney Disney's got a five year plan for this. They know uh, what they're doing. Um, all right, guys. Well, well, let us know what you think. Uh, let people know about the show. Pass the word. Let them know that you were there at the beginning. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Tell them about your new favorite podcast, Apathetic Enthusiasm. And say, yeah, there's only three episodes, but you know they're really kind of like six out of ten. Good. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. I'm Travis. I'm Brandon. See ya. See you around. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.